Mazza presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. Pity pick. Pity pick. Pity. No, they won. I know. They won. They won. You're right. You're right. How dare you? Congratulations to the one and only. Future Leaf, Austin Matthews, on a beautiful two-goal game against the Czechs, and uh, a nice shootout goal, too. He had nothing to shoot at. He had absolutely nothing to shoot at, and he snuck it through the, the tiniest little 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 crevice. It's, uh, it's it's cool because I didn't know this. Added bonus, Austin Matthews comes it with with shootout potential. If they ever go back to shooting out things, you know, I there mean, you go. Uh, we we can we can we can lay our rest our heads easy. He can be our. I'm trying to think of a shootout specialist. UC Okanen. Yes. That's all we'll use him for, though. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, we don't really need him for the rest of the stuff. Play him two minutes a game and only use him in the shootout. Remember when people thought that was going to be a thing? Like, the the way way there are goons Mm -hmm. who just play, like, less than five minutes a game to fight... Yeah, people. There was a section of the hockey population that thought, "Oh, teams are just going to have a highly skilled player and bench no. him like a shootout specialist because no. that makes lots of sense." So, well, no, what, what would have made sense is if, like you see, Jokinen, you can do other things, and then whenever there's a shootout, we no. put you out first. No, but I, I said like it's it's an it's an added bonus at the time. I said it was an added bonus to have a player who can do that. Right, no, that's got to up their value. You got it. You got to save the shootout specialist because he really gives his team a rise you know his team feels safer when he's on the bench resting up for the shootout <laughs> right yeah you're right you're absolutely his team right feels safer um who knew what who knew that it would take pierre mcguire to get phil kessel to smile at something <laughs> who knew you know what who knew that pierre would be the guy as his number one critic uh that was a fun little moment it was it was and i'm gonna play it for you oh boy how's your breath it's not good, eh? <laughs> no, I meant in terms of conditioning. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fine. I mean... Phil Kessel <laughs> is such a bashful little child. He is. I love him. I love him. He's adorable and I miss him. Yeah. But... What could have been, man? That could Happy Phil Kessel could have been in Toronto. I'll tell you what could have been in Pittsburgh. We are two wins away. Two Pittsburgh Penguins wins away. From the PPP sausage party. Right. And I I saw that the pension plan puppets uh, were to retweeting Who? Steve Did PPP. That? Who? Is that a new site? I, it must be. I think that they got the idea from you. Is that like theleafsnation.com but not as cool? Is, yeah. Is that? Oh, Probably. Okay. That's, I think that's what oh, it is. Oh, okay. So they're not down with the Pittsburgh podcast party? That, that the <laughs> Pittsburgh podcast Well, I mean, it's not that they're party? not down. It's just that, um, you know, uh, they... May, um, they may find the name objectionable given that they share it. I don't understand. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I actually got a couple people messaging me. Apparently there is, and I wrote this down, but my notes have somehow deleted. Um, I'm missing a few things that I was going to bring up. Um, uh, oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. So Leah Blasco, and I believe she's from Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she uh, used to work for the Wheeling Nailers. Okay. ECHL there you go. Team. So she tweeted me. She's like, Adam, there's actually a hot dog place called Franctuary that serves hot dogs outside the console energy center after every home playoff game. Okay, but where's the Panago? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. Where's I don't that? know. Well, if we're going to have a hot dog party, unless we're going to have a hot dog pizza, 
I mean, I, I we'd have to and then we'd have to bring the pizzas down. I think Panago would be okay with us eating for that. If you wrap a hot dog in a slice of pizza, is it a burrito? And is a burrito a sandwich? I don't care. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I would eat that. By the way, I would so eat that. You know what we never brought up? And uh, yeah, I'm sorry. We'll get back to Phil Kessel during Pave the Way that that road hockey game we played raising raising money for women's hockey. Mm-hmm. Natalie Spooner runs up to me and well, the whole show and the whole whole time she's just going, "Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> is ketchup jam? Is soup cereal? Is cereal soup?" Does she listen? She no. You know what it was? I got to interview her earlier in the season and I On just blew her mind with that stuff. Uh, no, even before that. Oh. Oh, me and Spoon Dog? You, you and the Spoon Dog go way back? Me and the Spoons? <laughs> Man, I know, I know Spoons. Spoons and I go back. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, but if, if this happens and it was, I got the river wrong that we would have the, the hot dog party on during the Stanley Cup Finals. It would be on the, Alleg- it would be on the Allegheny River. Oh, there's the Allegheny, oh. Monongahela, how, and the Ohio. How, like, how could you? Right. Mess that well, a couple people from out. Pittsburgh reached out and they're like, "Listen, we're not going to give you a hard time because you can pronounce Monongahela and nobody can, but it's actually the Allegheny." And I should have known that because my mom went to North Allegheny High. That that so, wasn't uh, that wasn't quite as vicious as all the feedback I got from small Ontario towns talking <laughs> about they could host an OHL team. Yeah. <laughs> I had one Here's person. Timmins. <laughs> what? What about Newmarket? <laughs> Someone was like, I was like, I don't know. The New Market McDavid's. The New Market. I saw a Milton. I was like, you're just Mississauga. Calm down. Oh, and Mississauga's just just Toronto. Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting to the point now where Hamilton and Toronto, there is no end. No. And then like, because Burlington's in the middle. If you you look at a map, there's literally not, the city doesn't end. Like, Mm -hmm. usually when you go, (laughs) when you go to a place, like you go to Calgary, you get outside of Calgary, there's no more city. You get outside of Toronto, there's other cities. It's just cities. No, uh, yeah. So Toronto just kind of goes on and on. New York goes on and on. The whole kind of East Coast, you know, of the states kind of goes on and on and on. Calgary, we were there. It's a pretty big city. Yeah. We drove. I swear to God, we weren't twenty minutes outside of the city. We almost hit a caribou. I swear, <laughs> I'm not making that up. It nope. was on the road, chilling. Like, what are you doing? Here? I believe it. I believe this it. This isn't Calgary. Are you lost? And yeah. pulled out its phone, gave me directions. Well, if you ever want to know how big. Uh, Canada or North America is go west go to go to if you're a, if you're an Easterner like we are mm. go to the center of of North America and just go go to North Dakota go to Montana and you will understand space take your dog off off its leash and just watch it run away for three or four days yeah it's it's literally like that oh, uh, Idaho's like that it's just space there's mountains but then there's space and there's nothing is Wisconsin like that I've, I would assume so I don't know I've never been to a Packers game I have, I don't know because maybe when it freezes over that's where Kessel learned how to skate the way he skates could be I would think so because it's pretty cold see there how I just, you brought it back in brought us back so, I, Sidney Crosby curve shot that um, it was a it was a pretty dominant Pittsburgh game Right, I mean that was that was the Pittsburgh Penguins that we know, and it, although Tampa Bay scored a goal towards the end, I believe in the third period to make it four two. Uh, the four the four yeah. two score to me doesn't really say much, right? Like it was really a four one game. There was well, there was some pushback. I mean, Tyler Johnson scoring right after Phil Kessel got his second point of the game, uh, his first goal of the game. He's dominant, man. He's I knew he'd be good. I was very confident he would be a good playoff player. He's always good in the playoffs. If you told me he would lead the Penguins in scoring, I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't. Have, they're too good. Well, they're too deep. What blows me away, and and this 
I, I just thought about this because people were like, can't can't stop talking about the the Hagland Kessel Benino line. HBK. If if ah, ah. <laughs> if you at the beginning, if I if I at the beginning of the season said, no, it's not going to work with Crosby, it's not going to work with Malgan, it's going to be Hagland and Benino. Would you have been like you're you're effing crazy? I, I would have been laughing hysterically because what what I was joking about when Phil Kessel got traded to the Penguins is. LOL, imagine if he gets traded there and doesn't even play with Malkin or Crosby. <laughs> and here we are. He's having tremendous success. Never plays with him. <laughs> Except crazy. I think on the power play, I'm not sure. Well, which makes sense. But that's... I, I don't even... I don't... I'm sure Penguins fans will message us. I think he's on the second PP unit. So he's... Well, he's, when you he's have not Malkin with, and Crosby on your first... I know! It doesn't matter that you're on the second. And you got Latang, so there's your right-handed yeah, forward. Like, even <laughs> if you much. have a huge ego, you can't take that personally. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the second power play because the best player in the world and probably one of the... I would say maybe second best, third best people at Evgeny Malkin. I don't know where he stands now. Oh, top, in, five. Top, top five. Top five. Top five. Right top now, five. would anybody want to be playing with Malkin? Because he has one point since he came back from injury. Ooh. Well... It's seven games, I think. Maybe he's just a defensive stalwart back there. Can you imagine? I know he- I sure wouldn't want to play with him. <laughs> I, I bet he should look at Jonathan Druin for mm. for tips on how to work hard in the playoffs. <laughs> That's what I would say. And okay? it's it's funny how narrative goes. Like th- this morning, we're talking about Kessel. And Toronto's finding a way to sneak its way into that series, and oh, the way the Toronto guys, media treated it's about him. us. It's always oh, about us. One hundred percent. You are always second. <laughs> yes. Congrats. Silver's not bad. Mm-hmm. You know, American fans should be used to this. And, you know, Toronto is just kind of number one, yeah. always. But imagine now, Malkin has one point since returning from injury. And they're down 2-1 in the series. Storyline. Storyline. I'm just saying, <laughs> Kessel's safe. Kessel's safe because, I mean, it's hard to criticize the leading Crosby's score. Safe. We did it for several years. But Crosby's probably safe. He had a good game, too. Mm-hmm. He had a good game, too. I think the attention turns to Malkin. Well, or Matt Murray. You POS? Hey! Hey! You don't say that. The attention was turning to Matt Murray for a while. But, but, they're up 2-1. There's no problem. There's no problem! They're up 2-1. They're easily, they're probably going to just, you know, win in six, or no, sorry, win in five and, and sweep the final. Who? That's how moods go, right? That's how moods go. Remember yeah. my silly mood when I was like, the Sharks are just going to fiddle dee dee their way to a Stanley Cup final berth? No, Remember not against St. Louis. Reverse jinx that last, last and, and it worked out? I think jinxes are false and fairy tales. Religion of the ignorant, I believe. I, abs- <laughs> Heavens. What a great album title. Thank you. Um, if Flurry is good to go, do you switch him? No. Right? Yeah, no, I, I, I think you go with Murray until you can't rely on Murray. Um, what, you know, why? The thing about it, and no offense to Marc Andre Fleury, because uh, he deserves all the accolades and, you know, he's won a Stanley Cup and a gold medal and all those things. Um, but what message does it send if you're a head coach if you got a goalie who's doing perfectly fine and you take him out for no reason? And what the what, the first example in sports I ever saw of this was the Rob Johnson Doug Flutie fiasco in Buffalo, and of course it happened in Buffalo because the Bills are or were the worst for many many seasons. Now they, they're like middle of the pack. Yeah, now they're now they're up to mediocre level. Hey. They, Bills are like the Leafs of of the NFL, except the Bills actually made the Super Bowl 
four times, I think, in a row. Four consecutive times? Yeah, They're didn't win. Four. Good old Jim Kelly. Hey, hey, hey. Boy, I like losing Super Bowls. Bills. Oh. Oh. You ever heard that one? No. Okay, wow. I just taught you something new that you probably maybe... <laughs> wow, I, I think you're the only person who has not I, heard that I one. don't know about that. I don't know about Miracle on Ice. I don't know about... <laughs> oh, there were some salty tweets about you, you not seeing Miracle the on Ice. nation of America. You don't care about America! <laughs> you know what's great about this podcast is if I never tweeted anything, my mentions would still be full. Like, just because... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wake up the, the next morning and I'm and I'm about to get in the shower and I sit on the toilet and go through the mentions and go, yep, going to avoid that one. Yep, going to favorite that one. My friend is Polish and his cousin is named Jersey. Yeah. And how dare you make fun of that name? Can someone do a clip art version of Adam sitting on the toilet reading Twitter? It's <laughs> <laughs> like a truly drawn picture. You should Tweet be able to us. Google that and it already exists. <laughs> what was I? I, I've, I had something to say there. Oh, and losing I, your job to injury. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So, Doug Flutie. So, Rob Johnson was a high draft pick quarterback. He was supposed to be the future of the Bills. And then they signed this guy out of the CFL named Doug Flutie. Whatever, right? So, they go to camp and Doug Flutie's the better quarterback. And Rob Johnson kind of sucks because sometimes college quarterbacks, strangely, Tim Tebow, don't translate. You could win a Heisman Trophy and you're still, you still suck in the NFL. And there's many reasons for that. Now, the coach at the time, they're going into the playoffs and they're in the wild card game. And the coach at the time goes, well, Doug Flutie got us here. But Rob Johnson, who has not played in six weeks, is now healthy. So we're going with Rob Johnson. Uh, yeah. And they got their, their, their patoots handed patoots. to them. That's, okay. We've been friends for far too long. <laughs> Their patoots handed to them, and it and it sent a message. I felt felt for Doug Flutie, who I then who then went on to play pretty well for the San Diego Chargers um, until Drew, Drew Brees sh- showed up. Um, it was it, it's it just sucks that a player that has got you there would have the job taken away just because there's another guy who makes more money. And Rob Johnson, make no mistake, made way more money. He was a high draft pick, and it's it's. I think with a guy like Matt Murray, you want to encourage him. Mark Andre Fleury's been here before. He's done this before. He's mentally tougher. Imagine the imagine the well, shock to the system. Mentally more experience. Mentally sure. more experience. Yeah, I can't say tougher. You're right. Uh, but he'd be able to handle that situation, and it, it you can rationalize that in your head. If you're Mark Andre Fleury, you go, "Well, he's been playing really well. Why would we take him out? The goal is to win a Stanley Cup." But if you're Matt Murray and you're taken out, I don't think as a player that. There's a there's a rational explanation for that that would work in your head where you could be okay with that. Unless you were underperforming. The argument is that it was never his job. And when Marc-Andre Fleur got injured, Matt Murray went in, it's still not his job. It's still Marc-Andre Fleur is our number one goalie. That's I'm not it. saying that's the right no, thing no. to do, but that's the argument the coach And that's had, totally right? fair. The NHL is a little different, obviously, but we talked about this earlier this year with call-ups and things of that nature. You know, it's it's... Sometimes it's almost a curse. Like, okay, I always bring it back to the Marlies at this time of year, but whatever. Bebo was the number three to start the season. Uh, someone got injured. I think it was Bernier or might have been Reimer. I don't remember. Bebo gets called up. While he's up and while he clearly has the Marlies' number one job, Sparks plays out of his brain. Bebo goes back down, doesn't give the Marlies a reason to give him back the starting job, and it's Sparks's. It's Sparks's until he's basically called up. Should Matt Murray be penalized for playing uh, excellently while Flurry's been out? I don't think so. No. No. I don't and it's so. funny that typical Toronto bringing it back in. Penguins are up 2 1, and we're making this into a thing. 
Yeah, we're really good at making things into things. We are really good at making things into things. That are not things, really. I mean... We should open a flea market stall. (laughs) We should. Things into things? We We make things into things that aren't really things. (laughs) (laughs) But for some reason, you want them anyway. We sell them, That's the thing. You go to the flea market, and you're right. You don't want... You don't need any of the stuff that's there. You don't need anything. for the video game stand. Okay. Because that is the one key of flea markets. The old used video game stand. Jesse, nailed it on the head. You're absolutely right. You know what? I walked in here. I didn't realize I needed a Sega Genesis with Sonic, (laughs) but... (laughs) It works, and I'm taking it. It works. Yep. It's a Sega Genesis that works, and the, and they'll make you think that that's somehow rare. When there's a ton of Sega Genesis yeah. out there, they and by the way, millions. How yeah. dare you? How dare you? That's oh, it's hilarious. True. You go on eBay, Sega true. Genesis is like $5,000. F you. <laughs> K, K, get out of here. Get out of here. Yes, I do need a second copy of Blades of Steel. <laughs> what if the first copy goes kaput? Yeah, what if it's, you know, you try blowing into it and it doesn't work anymore? Yeah, true. How, you know, I need that theme song. Dun, dun, I think too with Sega Genesis. I don't think they've done this with NES or uh, Super NES, but with Sega Genesis, I think they actually remade the console and some of the games. So you could actually almost like repressed records. You could you could go and buy something. You could go buy it new. I thought they did that for a couple of years. Okay, they're wow. repressed records, Grandpa. What I used to buy? Why well, I, I would rather buy what a, else a new did record. You used to buy <laughs> from the flea market in the corner store. You be quiet. I walked okay. into Nelson's record store, and I, and I would get many three hours, records for a hairpin. Many hours in in the Salvation Army and Goodwill going through old record collections. Okay, so, now you're Macklemore. Now, now you're just Macklemore. I never walked out with a fur jacket, though. I can't say the lyrics. Thank you. All right, Thank you. Um, and then, so, so we have that, for Tampa's perspective, um, Vasilevsky looked a little mad. Especially on that fourth goal. Yeah. People were like, he threw it, threw his stick at the bench. No, I, I think he just kind of maybe was like, all right, I'm going to switch my stick. He, he didn't throw it at his team, but people were like, he threw it at his team. There he I, I mean, that was a bad giveaway. It was a really bad. There's no way the Penguins should have ever had the puck for that fourth goal, ever, after the first shot, after he made that save. They threw it. Like Tampa literally threw it right back on their stick. It's funny. I was just thinking to myself, I hate a goalie that shows their emotions like that. You know, if there's one guy, because I'm always sticking up for people, you know, okay, let them be mad or whatever. I get annoyed when when goalies have bad body language because they're out there all the time and the camera is almost always on them. And I was trying to name all the hot-headed goalies I know. Uh, Most of them are pretty good. Okay, so we got Robin Leonard. Uh-huh. He's, he's kind of middle. Um, but then Henrik Lundqvist is a pretty hot-headed guy. Patrick Waugh was an extremely to- uh, hot, hot-headed Tuka guy. Tuka Rask. throwing milk crates when he was in the minors. Uh, Ed Belfour, back in the day, I mean, they're competitors, man. Mm-hmm. They are competitors. And I saw someone once say it was more of a European thing that goalies will just straight up call out their teammates on the ice. I think there might be something to that. Uh, but Vasilevsky, like we said with Matt Murray, it is a bit of a tryout. You know, it's a, it's all, if it's a tryout, it's a job interview. You always want to be extra nice during the job interview phase. Know what I mean? I think Vasilevsky will be fine no matter what. I know. I well, mean, 
if I'm because here's the thing he's he's set he's set to be the starter there after next season they don't have another goaltender I don't know if that's true and some other team will take a chance on him if not yeah it would yeah it would definitely it would probably make sense to trade uh, Bishop you know get what you can for him and then you can have it much cheaper Andre Vasilevsky Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the way they go if he's going to be yelling at his defenseman I don't know if that's the way it's going to go wow and you know what? If I'm whatever Tampa defenseman it was that he got Kurt with, mm-hmm. I'll take crap. I'll I'll, t- I'll take crap from Ben Bishop. I don't know if eh. I'm, I'm not been interested in what this kid has to say. No, it's so what? He's in his early twenties and he's the backup. He's twenty one. I'm in my late twenties, early thirties, something like that. I'm not taking crap from this kid. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm okay. just, I'm no, just trying, to, trying to psychoanalyze, get in their heads. What do they need to do to get back in the series? I mean, they're not that far out of it, but I mean, just, you know what? I, I almost hate it when people say it's 2 1, they're out of the series. If you're down by one game, you're in the series, okay? So I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take that back. They are in the series. What do they need to do to tie up the series? Raptors are down by one game. That's right. They're in the series. They're out of it. <laughs> they might be trying Shut to punch. Up. <laughs> they might be Connor McGregor. Trying to punch above their weight class a little. Uh, you think? Uh, uh, I'm just looking at uh, holy smokes. They got to tighten up. So I knew the shots were bad. I didn't know it was this bad. Um, <laughs> Matt Murray made 28 saves. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Re- that's a respectable game. Andre Vasilevsky made 48. Wow. <laughs> and four of those went in. So there's fi- uh, 52. It looks oh. like, or no, no, no. Sorry, it was forty-eight shots against forty-four saves. So he still made forty-four saves. Four, yeah, yeah. He had a nine-seventeen save percentage in a game where he allowed four. Goals. A nine-seventeen save percentage should win you a game. Uh, well, it should at least keep you in it more than they were. Come on. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Yeah, they got to tighten up. So, like, I mean, it it doesn't come down to goaltending. It comes down to Pittsburgh wallop them. And by the way, so. We brought up how important home ice was or how important it could be. Tampa had the chance. They were so close to going into their own building up to nothing. Now they were in their own building and they got killed. <sighs> it's not looking good. It's not. Not looking good. Worst case scenario, or sorry, best case scenario, you tie the series up and Pittsburgh has home ice again. Right. but They got to I mean, tighten up. They got to tighten up. It's not the goalie. It's not vast. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like now. That's why I thought because because knowing that, knowing how poor Tampa was defensively last night, if I'm playing poorly and my goalie's giving me the giving me the go around, giving me making me you know calling me out for it, I'm cool with that. Because if we're not playing well, we're not playing well. I like. I can only imagine what John Cooper said. Oh, because John Cooper, he's a fan of defense. Well, you know what he's a fan of, Adam. What's that? Phil Castle. <laughs> is he actually after the game he said phil castle does not get the respect he deserves they put some respect on his name they put some respect the k in respect is for kessel they put some respect on his name wow wow so wh- wh- when we come back we need to talk about uh a couple things that came up in elliot friedman's 30 thoughts <gasps> Including a connection with the Leafs and Panthers, because of course the Leafs are involved. Ooh, I love learning about thirty thoughts from you guys. Well, it's amazing, and, and the thing is, it's just it's just a tre- treasure trove of information every single oh. time it comes out. Oh. Storylines that you haven't even thought about. Elliot Friedman has already explained them, so they don't even become storylines because 
He's already got it. Um, and by the way, 30 thoughts, bit of a misnomer. More like 45. Yeah, 90 thoughts. Yeah. So we'll talk about that and, of course, the NHL and NHLPA releasing its summer calendar guidelines to teams and agents when you can talk to players, when you can sign players, all that fun stuff. So you'll get an idea. You can mark it down in your calendar when teams and free agents can start talking. A hint, it is not July 1st. It is before that. Remember, they changed that rule. Make sure uh, under two... You got Jim Dot Benning in there at, <laughs> at VanCanucks.com. <laughs> Just make sure he's in there. Yeah, if you're a Canucks fan, you might want to send that to him. It, we will be right back on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Podcast is brought to you by Panago Pizza. It's what's on the inside that counts. It really is. It is. It is. It is. Uh, we just informed Jesse that Bartolo Colon has um, has been leading a double life. You know, and it's funny after <laughs> after someone does something good. It's always, it's so like life for something horrendous to come out about them. So he hits the home run last week and all of a sudden his other family's like, hey, child support. Do you, do you think he was bummed when he hit that home run? Like, ah, I'm about to be out a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, he was already a famous MLB pitcher. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he's been a pitcher for like 80 years. Like <laughs> literally a long time. 80. Him and Vince Scully started together. There's a picture of him and Ty Cobb shaking hands yeah. in center field. He's struck out Babe Ruth. It's weird. <laughs> um, no, but the, the best was that was the headline on the New York Daily News, which was, Swing and a Mistress. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have made you guys guess at that yeah. one. It was great. It was great. You know what? It was former NHL.com, which I miss. Again, New Yorkers, they just won't understand because they're from there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in Canada, we have newspapers. <laughs> In New York, they have newspapers. <laughs> the tablets. Swing and a mistress. <laughs> what was it? Extra, extra. Yeah, exactly. Bartolo Colon, secret double life. Is he related to aliens? Pretty we'll, much. We'll find out. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, so Jesse, Jesse's going to try to avoid reading that story now because it's really interesting and salacious. Right after this. Yeah. Uh, let's get into something really interesting, which is the NHL and NHLPA summer guidelines. Yay. Yay. Actually, it's more interesting than you think. Um, because. Is this part of 30 Thoughts or is that. It is actually part of Elliot Friedman's 30 Thoughts. Um, and it's. I had forgotten this because I think last year or the year before was the first time it happened. And it's a little bit more like the NBA these days. It used to be that you had to wait till July 1st to talk to a free agent. And uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, like they do, um, you know, they don't have a cap. The rest of the NHL has a cap. <laughs> yes. They also don't have rules. And I believe Ed Snyder at the time signed Jeremy Roenick like two weeks before july 1st and then they were like hey you know like literally as soon as july 1st they're like yeah 37 million dollar contract five years or something like that i would love to know the blatant tampering that goes on oh especially like in this era where you can just text somebody you can just text someone yeah so so uh or you could just if you put it in text then it's in writing so that's not good it inevitably it comes out you always want to phone call someone because then they they only then you only call them they can't prove anything else then it would be great to see the the, uh, I forget the term. So, for lack of a better term, passive aggressive text that you could send. Like, imagine Steve Eisenman wanted to tamper, and all all he's doing is is like texting free agents. It's thirty two degrees and sunny today. <laughs> you, oh, oh, look at the weather today. It's yeah. thirty four degrees, sunny with a slight breeze. Oh, I'm just having a mojito in Stamkos's backyard. Mm. Oh, oh, look, <laughs> it's our nineteenth consecutive sunny day. Oh, and it's also tax-free. Oh. Isn't, isn't it interesting? 
Man. We, we have beautiful Seriously, tax-free weather. You're making me jealous. It's like my <laughs> lifetime goal to move to Tampa. I love it there. I absolutely I know love it's your it. Like, is that your second team? Uh, yeah. Has Adam been to a game in Tampa? I may have I think he there. might have been to Tampa. Does he like the fans? <laughs> I think, he says, he says you know what? They're really raucous. Uh, They're amazing. I think I've heard that once or twice. You know, they, a lot of people don't think fans in Florida care about hockey, but would a fan base that doesn't care about hockey have a statue of Dave Anderchuk, Jesse? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so here's the deal. Uh, teams and agents... So teams can start interviewing unrestricted free agents at 12.01 a.m., all times Eastern Standard Time, because the East is the only one that matters. Matter. Right, really. Um, On June 25th. Remember, free agency is July 1st, so that's like a whole week before. June 25th um, is when you can talk to an unrestricted free agent. Uh, 12.01 a.m. On June 25th. Yeah. So you can have... That's very interesting. You can have an agreement in principle going into July 1st. Now, the player can say, well... I got a better offer on July 1st, but the offers are really going to come in on June 25th. And I think there's a really great broadcasting reason for that. And I think the NBA kind of nails it. Um, they they kind of started that first. And it's because you want everybody to sign on July 1st so broadcasters can build a day around it, almost like trade deadline. I'll give you a second reason. So it's 12.01 a.m. A.m., June 25th. So that means it's all day June 25th. And, and onwards. June 25th is the second day of the draft. Interesting. And all the GMs are in the same room. All Whoa. the executives are in the same room. All the agents are there. <laughs> so Lamorella can just, hey, I'm talking to I'm talking to Stamkos hey! right now. <laughs> what up? What up? Stamkos, say, say hi to Stevie. Say hi to Stevie. Hi, Stevie. <laughs> Lou Lamorella with a boombox. It's Mr. Steel Yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> That's his favorite song. Yeah, absolutely. That's his favorite song. Absolutely. That is, hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a very interesting little tidbit. Yeah. Well, and the NBA has been doing that for years, and that's why there's sign and trade deals. And I think you could do that in the NHL, although nobody has, where you have the team sign the player, so that way you can guarantee that you get them, and no one comes in with a bully offer. Well, we almost a couple teams almost got themselves in a bit of a pickle this year. Uh which is why I kind of like, there are certain things I don't think you can put down on paper, but what basically happened was the Flyers traded Vincent LeCavalier mm-hmm. to the Kings with the promise that he would retire. Mm. He didn't have to honor that promise. He no. still doesn't have to. I don't think there's anything contractual that says he has to honor and, that. And him retiring, I believe, is going to be the difference between them signing Lucic and not or not. Well, I mean, the Kings will find a way because they're the Kings yeah. and they have their own salary cap. We've right. talked about this, Adam. They, it's an eighty-four thousand, uh, eighty-four million uh, salary, salary cap. cap. Yeah. Because by the way, LL Kings. we make fun of Chicago, LA, and Philadelphia for that, but the Leafs are so in that boat. We don't have a we don't have a cap no, either, Adam. Adam, they're all in injured reserve. Right. Mm. Right. They're hurt. How dare you? And, True. Uh, sign-in trades work in the NBA because you get more money if you sign with your own team. So if you re-sign with your own team, you're getting paid more you, so then they can pay you. You do in the NHL, too, because you get uh, an extra year if you're going max deal, right? Seven seven years on unrestricted free agency rather than eight. Someone sent me a tweet with a very interesting thought on Steven Stamkos. Thought is? What if you sign him? Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, what if you acquire him, right? Mm-hmm. You acquire him, you trade for him, however... You sign him to a one-year, fourteen million dollar contract. Like no one, no one can match it. 
Mm-hmm. It's 14 mil. It's not like... That's a lot of money. I mean, the Leafs are always kind of a cap team, but it's not like they'll be contending, so it won't ha- hamstring them too much, hopefully. Um, and then after that, you can sign him to eight if you want, because he's yours. You don't have to sign him to seven. Right. Does he take or, a pay cut? He walks away because he has that option. <laughs> or he walks away because he has that option. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting theory, and Lou Lamorello no doubt already knows about it intimately. Yes, which makes me laugh that the NHL even has to mail these rules out, or email these rules out. Well, because Jim Benning exists, so that's why they email it out. A Canucks fan asked me on Twitter, he's like, why do you hate the Canucks? Or no, I think it was Facebook. Oh, why do you hate the Canucks? And I'm like, I, I don't. They're just so gosh darn fun. Yeah, I'll stop I love, talking about them when they stop. Dude, I love being the so Canucks. interesting. I, I love know. the Canucks. They're the best. They're the most fun right now. And by the way, if you the listen, Canucks help launch this show. Listen to the first year <laughs> Their of, silliness. of this show and the silliness, and, and actually the second year, the silliness of the Dave Nonis era, the Dave Nonis Randy Carlisle era. The Leafs were the Canucks not 18 months ago. But what was great was so we had the Leafs being terrible, but we had the Canucks. Actively, when we started this podcast, up, actively screwing up a great thing. Yeah, and now they still think they have that great thing. They don't have that great. They don't have that great thing. Um, yeah. Well, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it it is. It would be nice if the NHL got creative. I don't think they will. Uh, I don't think this is the year. However, last year we saw the slowest free agency period in time any of our lives. Right. I mean, that was really boring. Um, I wonder if now NHL GMs are going, okay, we really got to figure out a way to get creative with this because it's not, it's not working. And, and I wonder with a sign and trade deal. So you want Stamkos wants eight years, but he doesn't want to play in Tampa Bay. So you call up Steve Eiserman and your Lou Lamorello. This is just let's, hypothetically speaking. Okay? On June 25th. Cause and, you can. Yeah. And you say, listen, Stamkos isn't going to play for you. He, he's not going to sign with you, but we want him. We want to get him an eight, an eighth year. Um, so if you sign, if he signs you or signs with you, he can do that. Here's the money we want to pay. What is the guarantee? And I wonder how this works in the NBA, Jesse, and maybe, you know, cause you know, the NBA far better than I do. Um, what is the guarantee that the team that signs the player trades them? And the NBA, I'm pretty sure it's worked into one deal. So oh. like the trade is in association with the signing when you're so it's in writing. Yeah, when you're submitting the whole package to the NBA. And this is what I was saying about and Vinny. Then they sign off on it. Yeah, because I don't know that that's I don't know that exists in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Not yet. No. Well, and, and something you said there, Jesse, mm-hmm. made me think the NHL will never do this. Is the player gets more money this way? The well, NHL is not interested in, in the NHL <laughs> in, in paying their players as much as they can because yeah. there's a lockout every five years or whatever. Yeah, in the NHL, sign-in trades only work if you're going for the eighth year because you don't get more money when you're doing when you're signing with your home team. That only, is more money though. Year. That is more money though. Yeah, but when you think who, about it, it's more money committed. Are, how many players are signing for eight years? That's not a lot. You're right, but you're it right. is but it is money a, committed. But, but if you sign a four-year contract, which we'll see a lot more often in the NBA, then you also are getting more money, so we'll see more sign-in trades. Interesting. It's all very, very interesting. Very interesting. Um, yeah. I know we, we don't need to get into it today, but I have a theory on how to make the NHL a far better system. The system that they're using right now is not good. Um, and I have a, I have a, I have a theory on that system, but we need that. We need a completely different show and a show Why where. Are you here today? 
You can't be like, I have a well, because it's a tease. We we gotta let's let's focus on we'll the here and now. Let's focus on the here and now. No, no, no. <laughs> we will get to it. No, no. Adam brought it up, not me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we will get to. I've it. I've been waiting on this one, and it's a very simple theory. But I think it I think it will work for the NHL, and I think it will solve the cap issues that we are facing right now. Mm. Make the game more fun for the fans, more fun for the teams, and make the league more profitable. There literally is a no lose. So we can all but guarantee this will not happen. Yeah, no. pretty much. Oh, pretty we'll much. bring it up, it, but it won't. It happen. won't happen. No, no, it won't. Now, um, the other thing that we we need to talk about is restricted free agency. Not that it really matters because, again, uh, in the NBA, restricted free agency matters. In the NHL, it does not. Nobody's giving up compensation in the NHL. Oh, like. Um, yeah. So if you sign a player for, offer sheets, there if, you, we go. if you offer sheet a player and it is not matched uh, at one point two three nine million, uh, you don't have to give up any compensation. But who's not going to match that, right? Super producer Jesse Blake brought it up. The compensation's crazy. It is. I got it right here too. Oh, there you go. Between one point two and one point eight million, it's a third round pick. Uh, between one point eight and three point seven five, it's a second. Uh, between 3.75 and 5.63, it's a first and third. Uh, between 5.63 and 7.5, uh, we've got a first, a second, and a third. Over 7.5 and, uh, and to 9.5, it is two firsts, a second, and a third rounder. And of course, over 9.3, four first round picks. Unbelievable. That of course is from Sportsnet.ca. Yes, it is. Elliot Friedman's Thirty Thoughts. Not uh, not Wikipedia. <laughs> no, <laughs> which Jesse brought up. No, that's that's the first place I would have gone because uh, it's I'm from, I was born from the internet. I think the the compensation on restricted free agency is just insanity. Why would you ever go that route? Well, like for example, I think uh, a guy that's been brought up a lot. I think he's an RFA. I'm I'm sure Twitter will c- correct me if I'm wrong. Tyson Berry. He is Colorado. I yeah. yeah. Young, right-handed defenseman, got a bright future. And they got to choose between him and Matt Duchesne, apparently, because of their cap issues. Yeah, something like that. And someone was, I saw people tweeting like, oh, he's probably going to get around the $6 million range. Well, if that's true and Colorado doesn't match, that means the Leafs got to give up a first, second, and third. Mm-hmm. For Tyson Barry. And like, what have we talked about? We Doing talked, that players, is bad. Players in that <laughs> range, though... They kill your team. Even Those if contracts good, kill your team. Even if they're good contributors to my team, okay? Even if I get them and they end up being a good contributor to my team. You know what could also be a good contributor to my team? A first, second, and third round pick. And the, even the 3.7 to 5.6 range, a first and a third. Are you on drugs? It's not worth that. I'll take that every time. It's What confuses me is why teams always match. <laughs> Yeah, right? That's the other thing. Teams do match all the time when you could be compiling assets. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so the correct me if I'm wrong. I think the Flyers signed Shea Weber to that huge, mm-hmm. gimongous contract. That was last offseason, right? No, Two, no, no. That was three. that was years ago. Oh, sorry. Because he, he's on Nashville, right? Yeah. And yeah, the Flyers yeah. signed him to an offer sheet. Mm-hmm. Prince would have got four firsts for that. Why did they why did they match? I don't get it. And then they could have kept Suter, who they wanted the whole time anyway. Even if it was two firsts, a second, and third. Holy smokes. Holy. It would have been more than that, though. It would, have been, it would have been the four firsts. Now, there is there are guys you don't get any compensation for, but it's such a small salary that it doesn't even 
matter. Holy, holy. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it seems a bit, um, I mean, everything about the NHL right now, and this is what's clogging up, clogging up the teams, is that there is no room for movement. It's, it's I think almost, that's what they want. I don't, th- I don't think that's good for the game, though. I don't think that's good for the game. If you are restricting teams for years at a time from, from making improvements, if you're slowing down the process of getting better, then you are, as an entertainment organization, doing yourself a tremendous disservice. Because you have people, you have, you have fan bases. Forget the Leafs. Forget the fact that the Leafs fan base is always engaged. And there was, but there was a tremendous amount of apathy for a while. Um, if you have a, a team like Nashville... And they're at the end of their window. And they are going to be bad for conceivably three to five years. Tell me that doesn't hurt the NHL's bottom line. And tell me that doesn't threaten the franchise. You're not referring to... Not Nashville. Not not what's actually happening. But let's say it's a team like Nashville. A smaller market. Florida. Look at Florida. Have they ever made a profit? I think the thought... Probably not. I think the thought is, one, keeping players with a team for a long time it builds a relationship between that player and the fan base and two it protects uh you know the have-nots from getting pillaged you know every three four or five years or whatever for all their stars you know kind of what happened i don't know if it happens that much anymore but in the mlb i think bill burr had this hilarious joke where like the yankees would just send vultures and buzzards to to just swarm the pittsburgh pirates pretty much <laughs> just, ah, just pick them off just pick them off whenever they're ready pay them more yeah just take the fruit off their tree mm-hmm. bring it over to your little market yep mm-hmm. does it take too long for an nhl player to become an uh ufa um the I, NHL Players Association would love that. Yep. What? How, how old? I think it's uh, 27 or 7. 7 years. Mm-hmm. So you're either 25, 26, or 27. Yeah, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. 27 or 7. That's a long time. But again... It this... used to be 31. Remember? Oh my god. It used to be 31. But that's when there was no salary cap. See, these kinds of con- conversations are legit, but they concern me. Because I go, oh god... Oh God, I don't want to, I don't want to agree or disagree because someone's going to dig their heels in and cause a lockout. And then what will we talk about? This is going to be, it's not hockey and Pokemon anymore. It's all Pokemon. As, as Leaf fans and fans of this rebuild that we're in, we should absolutely be fans of unrestricted free agency, staying where it is, or perhaps even moving up because, (laughs) um, we don't want to lose our players. Nope. Right. You imagine that you draft a player and you put all this work into them and, you know, like, like look at Nazem Kadri. Again, he's been with the team how long? He's been up and down and, and now officially an NHLer for, what, three straight years. Imagine he was an unrestricted free agent now. Because the reason they got him at the rate they got him was because they gave him some term. Mm-hmm. And which is, and it was a fair price, and I think a fair length. I, I like the contract. I like everything about it. But if he was an unrestricted free agent this year, that would be a lot more. And yep. he wouldn't have signed it. He wouldn't have signed it. He wouldn't have stuck around. Not if they're going to pay him four and a half when he could get five and a half somewhere else. Would you? Especially knowing what we know now about you know we mentioned the article from the Hockey News that seventy five percent of the player salary goes to other things other than you know their own money. Think about that. So what's the problem here? How do we solve this problem? Is the is the problem make compensation a little more reasonable? Yeah, I think so. I think you have to. I mean, it, what? There's nothing, nothing 
that is worth four first, first overall picks or first round picks. There's well, nothing. And this is what I'm saying because everyone freaking out like, oh, we're going to lose this player. Dude, if you do your job, you, you do your ripped jerk. that team off so bad that they are making you good. So Okay, so Tyson Berry gets $6 million. That is a first, a second, and a third. I bet you could get Tyson Berry for less than for a first, a second, and a third right now from Colorado. Wasn't... And and th- this I is bet fine. you could. This is going to piss off Leaf fans, but I'm pretty sure that's the range the Leafs could have offer sheeted for Phil Kessel. And what they instead did was, was gave more two firsts and a second. You know, to be good guys. Well, Boston may have matched. Mm-hmm. Let them. Let them do it. The reason they traded is because they couldn't afford to match. Put them in a tough spot. It's a competitive sport. Make make them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Oh, you burn a bridge. Well, how many trades are you really making with a divisional rival? Yes, a couple years later they got, you know, a fair bounty for Thomas Caberlet, but you burn a bridge, not, but do you really burn a bridge? You why don't not burn make a bridge. life difficult for a divisional rival? Yeah. Why not? Tough decisions. Let's go. Why don't teams offer sheet teams in their division all the time? Just make it difficult, especially a team like the Leafs that has a wallet to throw around. And a GM that's 74 when the next season starts and won't care. <laughs> oh, you're offended? I don't care. Yeah. What would he care? And I've been in the business longer than you've been alive, kid. If if you are letting personal vendettas get in the way of doing smart business in any business, then you're not doing your job. Yeah, and people and who are angry make stupid decisions. Absolutely. Why not piss them off? Absolutely. And w- look what happened with the Oilers and Ducks. That was just stupid, and I think it scared... The Dustin Petter situation, I think, scared a lot of GMs from ever doing uh, that again. And Brian Burke was 100% in the wrong. Why, why, why would you get so mad at a team doing something that is completely legal? And, not to mention, Dustin Petter! It's Dustin Penner. It didn't hurt the Ducks that much, and it clobbered the Oilers. Yeah. Why not thank them every day for those picks? How about that? Why not? The, Jesse, could you look up? I don't know how you would find this, but what those picks turned into for the Ducks. In the meantime, we got, we got to wrap it up on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. The podcast is brought to you by Panago Pizza. It's what's on the inside that counts. We will get to that on the download portion. Also, we have reports out of China about a couple KHL franchises. What, a couple? In, in the running, yes. Yeah. And uh, and a guy named, and I think you should you should know this name, Vadim Ship. Uh, Vadim Ship- Shipachov. Shipachov. Vadim yes. Shipachov. Um, and the and the, the the piranhas are circling for this guy. He is coming to the NHL. The question is where. The rumor the rumored city is unbelievable to me in the worst way. I cannot believe he would pick this city. Will I not believe number seven? You will not believe number seven. <laughs> no, no, no. This is like you'll you'll yeah. Oh. yeah. We'll have that next in the download portion at sportsnet.ca or on iTunes or on Podstitcher or on Google Play. Steve Engel podcast out. <laughs> so, Jesse, do we have an answer on Dustin Penner and the move to the Oilers? Sorry, Oilers fans, by the way. Oh, they know. <laughs> that one's old. Yeah. That wound's old. They've so. been stabbed with various swords ever since. For Dustin Penner, Anaheim got a first, a second, and a third in the 2008 draft. Come on! And that was a great draft. I, w- I would love yes. to know what they got. Ooh, I so, would love with that first round pick, which was twelfth overall. Oh! <laughs> Brian Burke flipped that for a fourth round pick, the one hundred seventeenth overall, and another 
first round pick, the 17th overall. He moved down three spots. <laughs> three spots <laughs> for a pick four. he barely deserved and a fourth. That fourth round pick turned out to be Joffrey Lupul. Wow! (laughs) What about the first one? And the first round pick? Jake Gardner. Get out! (laughs) Get out! That's amazing! And then we'll go to the second round pick, which he later traded Jake Gardner for Francois Beauchemin. Yeah, of course. So that second round pick in the 2008 draft was 43rd overall, and he drafted Justin Schultz. Oh, yeah. oh well, who I later guess. signed with the Oilers? <laughs> funny is that? How funny is that? Didn't even know that. Oh, the um, the first round pick also came with another first round pick, twenty eighth overall. Wait, wait. So, so there's two firsts. Flip that first round pick from the Oilers for two, two firsts and, and a fourth and a fourth. And he got so he got Lupul Gardner. Can you look up who was picked fourteenth? Who was the prospect? What was the team he made the trade with? Who was the team that had to have the 14th pick? Because our guy is there. It's 14. (laughs) So Burke traded the first round pick to the the Kings for 17th and 28th. Who did they draft? Yeah, and then the Kings drafted. Must have been somebody good. This is what I'm talking about, guys. This is what I'm talking about. Take the picks. Take them. What are the odds? Like, what What are the odds you'll screw up all Man, of them? And I had a pretty good draft there already, and we don't even know all the picks, but that's a pretty damn good draft right oh there. Gardner God. and Lupul. You get magical picks, just magical out of nowhere, and then you can trade down willy-nilly if you want. Oh, my God. So it looks like Los Angeles ended up trading that pick or trading up. I'm not sure. <laughs> Again. Because for that 12th pick, Buffalo took Tyler Myers. Oh, that's a good pick. It was a good pick. Right. What was the 14th pick, though, wasn't it? It was the 14th pick. The, the original was the 12th pick. Oh, okay. From the Oilers was the 12th pick. This is so confusing. Holy yeah. smokes. Well, okay. I guess, I guess we're getting... You, what we need to do... We're getting away from the point. What did the, <laughs> the Ducks point is, get? Yes. The Ducks got Gardner and Lupul already from trading down three five spots. It was 12th to 17th, right? And yeah. to give you an idea of how like the ripple effect of this... Lupul and Gardner were traded for each other. <laughs> or wait, no, they weren't. With each other. With each other. I'm sorry. For I screwed, that up. I screwed I that up. Yeah, L- Lupul was traded and acquired okay. and whatever now, so many now, times. Here's 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 the fun part, okay? So the Oilers go to the Ducks and they say, Listen, we hear you're having trouble re-signing Dustin Penner. Can we give you our first round pick? Did the Ducks say yes? Absolutely the Ducks say yes to that. Well, we don't know about the context of the time though, because he they just won the cup. And he was great. He looked good. He was great. And they actually had a positive relationship with the Oilers because the Oilers had a cantankerous defenseman that demanded a trade and the Ducks said, we'll take him off you and we'll pay a pretty penny for him. That guy's name was Chris Pronger. And that's basically how they won the cup right there. And wow. the, reason, the reason the Oilers had picks to spend, just spend them like whatever, because they got them all from the Ducks yeah. for Chris Pronger. Do you not think, if you're Dustin Penner in that situation... Do you not think he goes, damn, I should have just re-signed at whatever, whatever money they wanted? Nope. I don't think any retired NHLer is like, man, I should have signed for less. True. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Okay. It did. I mean, he... It, he did have a really rough time. It is one of those things where it's like, I am in a sweet spot, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, do you want money or do you want memories? And then he kind of pinged around, pinged around. I think most people would say, well, money's help you have memories. True. Money can buy me happiness. That's a Canadian song only. Yes. Our American listeners are not going to get the Rexdale Drake Boulevard that, reference. Yeah, Drake put that on views, and I'm like, I don't think anyone's going to get that. No, what's his, Um, what was his name? 
the guy Jellystone. Jellystone. <laughs> um, so um, f- can I just clear up the yes. Gardner oh, mess? Yeah, yeah, okay. So it was a first round, the 12th, and then they got two firsts from Los Angeles for the 12th pick, the 17th and the 28th. So, and then later, Murray traded Gardner and Lupul for Boschman. So that's how Lupul got. Lupul wasn't taken in that draft. Oh, okay. The two first. Steve, you literally should do a breakdown of. You should do an article on restricted free agency and how you can't understand how people don't do it. And look at how Anaheim benefited from losing Dustin Penner. They got like a roster's worth of players. Yes. (laughs) The third round pick became Marc Andre Bergeron. Bergeron. Bergeron, Bergeron, who was a serviceable NHLer for a number of years. And was great in the NHL games. My goodness. His speed was unreal. He, him and Merrick Svatos. Holy him, smokes. Merrick Svatos, Patrick O'Sullivan. Oh, Patrick O'Sullivan was good. Uh, Dan Blackburn. Just <laughs> put them all on a team of Pascal, PA Sports amazing players. Was, there was a guy we traded for, Yuri Tolusti. Was it Pascal? It wasn't Dupuis. Pascal. Philippe Parody. Philippe Parody. He was amazing. Really? He was out. His speed was out of this world. Out of this world. Yeah. Well. Not quite. Not quite. Not like real life. Yeah. <laughs> Not like real life. Not like real. So uh, one of our uh, one of the friends of the show, Ivis Kalnish. You should follow him on Twitter. Ivis Kalnish. Um, and it's spelled A I V I S, and then C A L I N I S. His he- name is pronounced. Latvian. Yes. Uh, and he is at the uh, the IIHF World Hockey Championships right now. Uh, he's doing a whole bunch of reporting. Sportsnet uses his tweets sometimes because he's got scoops that no one else has mm-hmm. over there. And it's, it's he can funny. translate it to English. Yes, he can. Uh, I spoke to him on the phone at the trade deadline. It's, it's funny because, you know, I'll get tweets all the time like, hey, I heard about this. I heard about that. And so often it turns out to be BS. And I mean... I, Ivis, I mean, don't take this wrong way, but the first few times he tweeted to me, I'm like, I, I don't know, I don't know. But he was right so many consecutive times. Yeah, he knows what he's talking everyone's about. Everyone's just like, this guy's legit. <laughs> well, the one thing he said today is that Babcock was at the Finland game. Yeah, which, yeah. As you would understand. And apparently the Leafs have only, have really, the Leaf scouts have really been at the Finland um, America games. Uh, they've been all over both of those games, which you would understand. Um, and yeah. apparently right now, as we do this podcast, they are at the Russia game. Which brings me to the first thing that Ivis kind of said, you know, that I asked him about. Because there's a player who has 13 points in seven games, three goals and 10 assists at the recording of this podcast. It'll be it'll be more games and more points likely at the when you when you get this. But this is what he has. That's the wild guarantee. Now, uh, Vadim Shipachov. Vadim Shipachov. Yes. Apparently. And this was this came up in Elliot Friedman's 30 thoughts as well. NHL teams are swirling, are, are drooling over this guy. And he played on a, a, an, a line in the KHL with Artemi Pernarin and another, another guy named Dadnoff. And they uh, tore it up. Dadonoff. Dadonoff, yeah. I think. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, however they'll say it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And they tore it up. So Panarin was the first one to make the jump. Uh, Shipachov will probably make it this year. And what's interesting is they say he's, okay, so he's a really good center, reads the game well, good skater, fluid stride, offensive mind. um, And he's not a physical guy, but he has all the other kind of characteristics that that people are looking for. Um, So he is talking to the NHL. From, From what we know from Ivis, he's probably coming. And the team he is talking to is maybe the worst decision you could make. Which I find very interesting. At least in my opinion. Who is it? 
The Edmonton Oilers. Take a guess. So you say Oilers. The worst decision you could make. Yeah. If you're a player, the last team you want to sign on. Well, I would say... As, a, as an unknown commodity, as a player who's established in the KHL. Uh, probably a team that doesn't have the room to pay for him. Well, not no. No? I- ignore that. What's, what's a bad place to go, Steve? No, I'm Name just a bad ins- place to go. Buffalo. No, no. Not that. <laughs> Buffalo's pretty good. <laughs> they got Jack. Why, why, yeah, but then, like, imagine every, who's going to write right, about right. you. I'll just give it to you. The Montreal Canadiens. Really? Why is that the, is that the, the worst bad. place to go? Goaltender in the world. They're going to fire the coach. That's my point, is I don't think that they are this season. And if we know anything about Michelle Therrien, he is terrible at maximizing really great players. To their full potential. The stats show it. The team's performance shows it. And yet here he is still being the head coach. Now, this this makes me want this player less that the Montreal Canadiens hold him in such high regard. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I think every team in the NHL is holding him in high regard. And I think, too, I mean, I think there's a lot of people falling in love with a lot of players at this tournament. So I think whether he turns out to be a Panarin or not, um, they're having he's having a great tournament, so NHL teams are falling in love with him, which makes it very interesting that the Leafs are at Team Russia's game because they're probably checking him out too. But I think if I'm a player coming over from the KHL, and I bet you Andrew Jerkshire would totally back me on this, I am not signing in Montreal. Not a chance. Do we now, is this now the beginning of a fad? Or were the, the were second saying, wave in a fad? The raid? The raid. The KHL raid. It happened a few years ago, and it kind of went away for a little bit, but people were poaching from Sweden like crazy. The monster. Gustafson, yeah. And what Remember about, the who monster? Who else did we beat out from Dallas? What was his name? No, no. He went to Dallas. Fabian Brun, uh, Brunstrom. Oh. And the Leafs. <laughs> remember Fabian Brunstrom? What a great name, Nobody. though. You don't remember the Fabian Brunstrom sweepstakes? Yeah. He There was so much hype. He was going to Brunstorm the NHL. Oh! And everyone's like, he won't live up to the hype. And in his first career NHL game, boom, hat trick. And I think that was it. I don't know if he had three goals the rest of his career. How much does Panarin have to do with this? This is what I'm saying. Well, I think because they played together and it was a legendary line that I I for sure think everybody wants. It's a gold rush, right? Everybody wants Panarin. Not everybody's going to get it. Um, But this guy might be the real deal. From from what I'm hearing and, and what I was saying, it is. He is. He's a great player. Um, but it's just, I think it's just very interesting to see that happen. KHL's full of great players. Absolutely. Like said, if it's the second or third best league in the world, it's got to be full of NHL worthy players. The best players in that league are worthy. Like people laugh and they go, oh, Nigel Dawes, he's one of the leading scorers. Well, maybe Nigel Dawes is an NHL player. He just went for a more lucrative opportunity. Yeah. Brandon Cozen's a high scoring uh, player over there. There are players. There are players in that league. It's uh, it's it's something too. The second thing that Ivis kind of mentioned today was that there are um, a couple of teams doing the thing that three years ago on this very show, Steve, you brought up, and that we have mentioned several times that the the Chinese market in any business, you break that market, you get into that market, you get you get in, you make a home in that market. Game's over. Yeah, you get one-seventh of the world's eyes. Game's over. Game's over. And, and people have told me, well, what if only 1% of the Chinese population likes hockey? 
what's one percent of what is it a billion and a, a half people billion i believe the answer is 100 million so if you get one percent of the chinese market <laughs> more than canada <laughs> yeah that is triple the size of canada triple God. even if you get a third of one percent <laughs> yes canada <laughs> So, Canada. which brings me to the scoop, which is um, there are two Chinese teams in the running for the KHL. Okay, so we've got one of them being the, they call it the Beijing Red Star Kunjun. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. The other one is unnamed. And according to Ivis, they are building hockey arenas right across China as we speak right now. So it's a it's a thing that, that Chinese investors, um, uh, I guess the Chinese government would have to have something to do with it. It's a sport that they have their eye on. And the KHL, as we said, is going to make a play for China. Meanwhile, I read something recently about, uh, oh yeah, it's not looking good with regards to uh, NHL players going over for the 2018 Olympics. Are you high? Like, are, are you going. seriously, They're how going. out of touch? How NH- out of touch do you have to be? <laughs> the NHL players are going. They're going. Oh, well, it's not going to make us oh, money. Oh, the league, the, league won't, uh, the league won't allow it. Well, the NHL players will be like, well, we're going to go anyway. And some of them. Except for the Russians. Ovechkin will go. They're on too many steroids. Oh. oh. The yeah. IOC won't let that happen. Russians won't be in the Olympics. In well, that's what, the you IOC so? actually came out and said that today. Think, yeah. They said they could be banned because it's... The country? Well, because the guy that headed up their anti-doping agency actively doped every athlete mm-hmm. in the last Olympics and then admitted to it and said it state-sponsored like the Soviet era in the 70s. Uh, like in Montreal they when they came in and they sw- have proof of them swapping the urine from the bottles and putting in fresh urine. They have pictures. I have seen the pictures. They're on the internet. Yeah. Well, then I I've, I've seen them. They're out there. The right? entire Olympic team was doped up. Except for Ovechkin but, and the rest of them. Yeah. Except for the hockey players. I would imagine, except for the hockey players, yeah. Do we owe Steigerwald an apology if it turns out Ovechkin was on steroids the whole time? <laughs> Do we? Do we? I don't think Ovechkin's on steroids. I don't know. I don't actually know. For two weeks in Sochi? I don't think that would do you any good. I don't think two weeks yeah, of steroids yeah. is going to help you too and it's much. it's funny, like, I think two players... Not play- that they played well. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Maybe they're going to use that. I think two players got busted for banned substances during last Winter Olympics in hockey. And I think one was, like, a Latvian. And Nicholas Backstrom... Uh, Got busted oh, for, for doing Sudafed in the final. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Uh, remember that big Russian bear at the closing ceremonies that was crying? You remember that big floating Russian bear? Oh, it was terrifying. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if he was on steroids. I mean, it would explain <laughs> his size. So big, yeah. Adam, no, he wasn't. Why? Because he was on steroids. That's not even good. Oh, Steve. <laughs> just <laughs> Steve just bad flipped and walked out of the room. What? Bye, Steve. <laughs> you just put bear in front of steroids. How is that a joke? It's hilarious. How oh, is that a thing? Well, the steroids would explain why he was so emotional. I mean, Obviously. come on, he was, he was crying. I just yelled so loud, I hurt my eye. Never done that. That's not good. Can't say I've ever done that. Anyway, thank you to Ivis for that. Uh, so, very interesting thing. We'll, we'll see what happens with uh, uh, Shipachov and, you know what, Dadnoff as well. Um, and there's, there's because another Because apparently he, might, he may follow Shipachov to the NHL. TheLeafsNation.com. I believe his name is Golovkin. Okay. And he's kind of in um, a similar position to... Um, Nikita Zaitsev? Nikita Sofnikov. Sofnik- oh. Uh, because these guys are established KHLers and they're a little older, whereas uh, Sofnikov and Golovkin. Oh, okay. 
I don't know his name. Starts with a G. Uh, they're much, much younger. Commodities. May get signed. Cool. Good for him. I, I think I think there will be a big uh, purge. There was kind of after the 05-06 lockout, because all these guys went over to Europe, and they played like a full season there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, you know who's pretty good? This Jonas Hiller goalie. And they brought him over, and he had a little Pretty NHL good career. career. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Um, before we get to the press conference, do we? Do you have anything, Jesse, that you want to bring we up? We have a... Um in-game promotion for today. Oh! oh. Yeah. Well, first let me just say how great Skate to Great is. Oh. It's in the name. <laughs> Text Dangle four ten ten to make a 5 10 or $20 donation. Thank you so much for your donations. We appreciate it. Skate to Great. It's in the name. <laughs> <laughs> but why don't NHL games have that anymore? EA Sports. It's in the game. I, th- I think maybe they got to pay the guy. Or something like that. They got to give them do royalties. They not, do they not have that? The beginning of the game stuff? I don't think so. The, like the, one of the coolest uh, videos I've ever seen. Like just just those little like vines or whatever. It was this kid going EA Sports. It's in the game. And this guy beside him goes, "Yeah, it's pretty good, but <laughs> EA Sports." And, he, and it's the it's guy. The guy yeah. It's the guy. Yeah, that's, that's cool. How do you know? Like, how do you know you're meeting that guy? <laughs> I saw this this other person I saw was at an award show and they got a video with the voices of SpongeBob and Patrick. <gasps> How do you know what they look like? <laughs> I would Google that. There are so few voice actors I actually know what they look like. Wow. I know a lot of the Simpsons people. Yeah, the Simpsons folks are yeah. pretty famous. Yeah, Hank is there is like Yeah, he's huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think after that I know like the family Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, oh, them. The South Park. You know, Trey Barker. South Park, because they have like three. Yeah. (laughs) Three or four voice actors. It's amazing that those two guys can do all those characters. And Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's a South Park guy? Mark Hamill. um, Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Go look up his IMDb. Since Star Wars, because people go, oh, he was never in any movies. He had a prolific voice acting career. He, I believe, was the Joker in the Batman animated series. Wow. No, and like up until like a few years ago, like barely, only like the hardcore nerds really knew it. Like the, the Comic Con people. When you start typing in Mark Hamill, is Mark Hamill Joker? Wow. You, you know go. what's interesting is uh, the way he's handling being refamous. Um, you know what I mean? Because he was he <laughs> would ever happens to some people. Totally, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's happened to Carrie Fisher too, with with Star Wars being as big as it is again, mm-hmm. and it was always big, but it was now it's again fever pitch crazy, like it was in the early eighties. Now, what what's amazing is they showed a picture of Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver at an airport. Uh, I guess they're shooting the uh, episode eight. I don't know who those people are. Uh, well, if you saw the movie, you would. You don't know who Adam Driver you, is? You, you ever seen Adam Girls? Oh, are those the two new? You, Adam Driver? Adam Driver's pretty The Stormtrooper? Well, he's he's actually Kylo Ren. Yeah, he's... Yeah, the, yeah, 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 okay. He's not a Stormtrooper. Face oh, guy. that from, guy. From Girls. Face guy. you never seen Girls? <laughs> does, I, ask, does, does Mrs. Dangle not I watch Girls? I don't recognize this person. No. <sighs> you, guys are, you guys need to be watching Girls. You go How are you more. not watching Girls? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Everybody, do you too, not watch no girls? Comments. Too many Marley's games. Got it. Yeah, you got to watch. <laughs> there are. You guys actually. need to watch girls. It's like the easiest series uh, to I've, get through. I've seen girls. Yeah, of course. Everybody's seen an episode of girls. Come on. Come on. By the way, if you watch, if you watch girls, it will make you laugh. And at the same time, somewhat frustrated with your partner because all, because to, to Caprice, when we watch girls, what the, what the people in that show are doing makes sense. But to me, I'm like, 
what planet are you from? This is so wrong that they're thinking and doing and this and this and this. And she'll be like, no, it makes complete sense. What the hell are you talking uh, about? Adam, you don't know who. Shoshana just so crazy. Shoshana drives me freaking she nuts. She drives me nuts. Okay. <laughs> Shoshana is the worst. Mrs. Dangle and I's pace is much more a broad city. Just being idiots and stabbing each other with EpiPens. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm into that. I get that. I totally get that. Um, <laughs> I love shellfish. Sorry, sorry. All right. sorry. Uh, I, I guess, okay, okay. It doesn't work it. when there's only one of me. Just watch You guys it. can bounce off each other. Just watch it. Now, uh, Jesse's going to fix the camera here, and then we're going to do an NHL in-game promotion of the day. And by the way, we're running out of these. It's like, we're almost, I mean, unless we follow the New Jersey Devils mascot that still tends to, like, <laughs> we, we're still <laughs> asking yeah. questions on Twitter for some reason. <laughs> Got to keep that profile well, up. Today, we stray a little bit from the NHL. We go to minor league baseball. Yeah, the we do. of all things fun. Yeah, really. So, what, what? What seven full-time job internship do they have now? <laughs> yeah, I wonder who's running this promotion. But when you think of the 90s, what do you think of? Teenage Mark Mutant Ninja McGuire Turtles. And <laughs> Sammy Sosa. Is it steroid night? Biker yeah. Mice from Mars. You were on You were on the right. Okay, path. Ninja Turtles. So what is that? A uh, cartoon. cartoon. 90s cartoons. So Ooh. this minor league baseball team. This might be one I can guess. 90s cartoon night. What are What are they doing? 90s cartoon night. Like, what cartoon are they doing? What are they doing in general? Cosplay. Which, by the way, on Reddit, whenever I see someone like, oh, this is my such and such cosplay, I'm like, costume. (laughs) That's your Darth Vader costume. costume. No, it's cosplay. Oh, I'm the Street Fighter character. It's my cosplay of the Street Fighter character. No, it's your costume. No, I'm cosplaying. No, it's... you know, wearing a costume. Am I weird in thinking that? Am I the only one here that thinks that cosplay might be a lot of fun? Yeah, wearing a costume. Yeah. is a ton of fun. It is, and it's yeah, Halloween. it's Halloween. You're wearing a costume, and and you're doing all the things that you did as a kid, which was shoot like you know, like you're playing in the wood. Like remember from um um what's the movie with uh, Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott? Uh, role models. Did you ever see role models? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Where yes. They, they, they don't call it cosplay, but it's not LARPing, but like doing LARPing would be, I think that would be fun. But like at least there's acting to that. Otherwise, you're just wearing a costume. True. This is my friggin' Steve. StarCraft Steve. cosplay. You're Steve. wearing a costume. How dare you? How dare you? That's all I'm going to say. Oh, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> so, please, someone tweet at me. And, and make the sure you start it with how cost- dare you. Oh, yeah. How, how start, you? start it with be offended by it. <laughs> Please be offended by it because I think if you're offended by it, it makes you fit in with the rest of the internet who's obviously offended by it. So I, it has to start with how dare you. How about hashtag make cosplay costume again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make cosplay when, great when again. When you wear your Tank Nation outfit, are you cosplaying Tank Nation? Oh, I'm wearing a costume. <laughs> not your costume. I don't think he's cosplaying because he's not playing with any other people that are. No, you can cosplay with yourself. Okay, let's pretend <laughs> next Halloween, you. Let's pretend next Halloween, I'm I sure go dress. Do. Do you cosplay with yourself in your room? I'm, I'm sure many Jesse? do. No. <laughs> <laughs> but next Halloween, if I go out as the mask, I put on a great mask By the costume. Way, yes. Yeah. You should. I should. I've been saying I should for years, and I just never do it because, gosh, it seems. You should like sing the Chick Chicky Boom song too. My they name is me Cuban Pete. <laughs> am I doing a mask cosplay or am I wearing a mask costume? Not Halloween. It's a costume. What the fuck? People are fucked. So the Frederick Keys of the Baltimore 
Orioles classic. Oh, right. We're doing a thing. Sorry. Having 90s night. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? You are, um, if you're going to that game, you get a f- discounted slash free ticket if you come dressed up as, was there a baseball cartoon? <sighs> Recess, kind of. That's not bad. Like, I want to say Angels in the Outfield, but that wouldn't be cosplay because it's not a cartoon. Uh, hey, Arnold. Oh, you think you got to be dressed up as a specific like, like cartoon baseball theme? Where is the team from? Uh, they're the Frederick Keys, which is Where's Frederick? in Maryland. Frederick, Maryland. Hmm. Don't know any Maryland theme cartoons. So, hey, Arnold's out. So, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say like the Simpsons baseball episode, the famous Simpsons MLB episode. If you come dressed as one of those, I picked Daryl Strawberry. <laughs> I said trim those sideburns <laughs> If you come as Ken Griffey Jr. With giganticism <laughs> um, Jesse I have no idea Why you picked Daryl Strawberry go, Being a okay. tall slender man <laughs> If you come in a 90's themed costume uh-huh. If you come in a 90's <laughs> themed I'm, I'm proud of that I got Jesse to chortle again <laughs> Go ahead sorry buddy if Jesse was a Pokemon, he'd be War Chortle. Oh. <laughs> See, make your guess. Wow. The puns on this show recently. Man. Man. Uh, all right. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember. If you come dressed as a 90s cartoon character, you get a free beer. Okay. Can't give away alcohol, but. Hot dog. Okay. They are wearing You're- Hey Arnold jerseys. Oh, I even said, so... "Hey, Arnold's out!" Look at these things. They're so oh, cool. oh, that my is God. so awesome! Yeah, I that's want so one. sick. Can we buy those? I don't know, but they're wearing them. Oh, and the plaid. Yeah. Hey, Arnold, Yo, I want 90s that Nickelodeon night. I actually, it's so well done. We should go down to Maryland, and every player's walkout music has to be "Hey, Arnold." <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, shout out that was, Russell that, on oh, Twitter. That hey, Russell, thank you. That was awesome. And thank you for not sending it to Jesse, or Steve and I, sending it directly to Jesse was the right move. After Pokemon, that was my favorite cartoon. It was a great cartoon. Like for like four years at great. least. That was oh, a, man. That was a really, really good one. Now I'm pissed off. I, I didn't get the one Hey Arnold thing the show is ever going to have. I have a thing <laughs> that I need to bring up. Okay. I have a thing that I need to bring up before we do the press conference, um, and and uh, the, the first thing, the thing I want to bring up first is is what makes a great team. Good players. Any sport. Good players. Good win- winning. Good players. Right. You a also good attitude. Y'all, good yes. Respect of the good coach. coach. Good coach. Good players. Good character. Good attitude. Right. Lots cool of Canadians. Right. Right. So I want. I, I've got to. I've got to. Um, I gotta, I gotta question my own team here for a second. Oh dear! I gotta question a member of my own team. Okay. This team. This team. This team. Let and I guess. need to know. It's Steve. If this person is a bad person, if they have questionable character. Are you talking about in this room? Yeah. The is podcast. Yeah, I'm talking about questionable character, and I'm going to quote. I got my game seven Marley's tickets. Oh, I'm yeah. praying the series goes seven games. LOL. I got Game 7 Marley's tickets. I hope it goes 7 games. And then we win. And I get to be there. Sit in right in front of the glass. And I'm not bringing you now. (laughs) I asked the question. I didn't say... I got two tickets for me and Adam to sit right next to the glass for Game 7 of Marley's. By the way, he never mentioned it was for me. 
He never said. He just said he got them. So it, it's me or attractive person that Jesse happens to be dating by, by the time Game 7 rolls around. Maybe I was going to surprise Adam on Game 7. Like, <laughs> you were not man. going to do that. I got. We planned to go to a game. We last, did. But I couldn't make it right? because I had to be in the west end of the city mm-hmm. at the time of the game. So I picked up some tickets for this round okay. in the hopes that maybe we could go. And now... This is good spin. He's good at spin. <laughs> And take shit from this man as a surprise. <laughs> All right. That's so how I'm treated around here. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Is that a questionable. I'm in Pittsburgh by yourself, man. Questionable character move, Steve Dangle. Methinks the shitman doth protest too much. <laughs> oh! All right. All right. Now, okay. Now, and we'll leave that to, to Twitter to, to, to decide for us fully. Okay. Is, I, I just hope the Marlies are well rested for the thing. On the subject seven of games, they have to play. Yeah. Now wait. Now if if game seven doesn't happen, do you get your money back, or do yeah, they just transfer they that to the finals? They don't charge my credit card. Though. Okay. People kept asking me that on Twitter. The team doesn't keep your money <laughs> yeah. for a thing you don't get. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't exist. Why? How do people not just assume that? Yoink. <laughs> yeah. It's called the yoink ticket Imagine. sale. <laughs> totally legal. Like, do you think every time a team sweeps, they're just like fucking right? Get to keep all the money. Ha ha ha, dicks. Imagine. <laughs> Thanks for your money, pricks. Oh, you paid for front row seats, 500 bucks a pop for the Leafs? LOL. Kiss my ass. I want to show Daryl Sutter's says- the GM of every team. Oh, I, maybe you should just kiss my ass. I think you should just kiss my ass. I want a shirt that says, ha ha ha, dicks on it. That was great. Um, on the subject of Why questions, yeah, I'll just my money. everyone asked me that on Twitter. That is very funny. Hey man, if there's no game seven, do I get my money back? Yes! <laughs> well, I am one of those guys, so I just wanted to make sure. I wondered if it transferred. I wondered if it like was like a transfer, you get mm. you get to trade that in first dibs on championship tickets or something. Go to a restaurant and order food, and if it doesn't arrive, <laughs> you don't have to pay True. for it. True. All right, on the on the subject of questionable character, questionable character, um, I have another person that we need to talk about. Who may or may not have questionable character. Is it somebody else sitting in this room? Well, I mean, it's on my team. This is my team. <laughs> right? So so now I need to ask if Steve Dangle is, in fact, a bad person. Okay. Now, this stems from a moment that happened yesterday morning. Uh, you two went to interview the same YouTubers for different shows. Jesse, for you for YouTube hits. Steve, for yourself. And for Sportsnet.ca, of course. Yes. And Jesse, you told me a story involving a you know where i'm going with this i'm gonna let you take it so Uh-oh. yesterday oh great oh this is a to, tag team effort fuck we got to interview the guys from dude perfect who are lar- one of the largest YouTube they're amazing ever and they seem cool almost 10 million subscribers wow yeah. and we're standing around and then they were there for an event for these what was the school for like underprivileged youth they were getting oh f- and then no, it so, wasn't. So, Dude Perfect was lined up. They're doing autographs for all these little kids, and then the little kids get these Nerf toys that are Dude Perfect Nerf yeah, toys. They're branded Nerf Dude Perfect toys, and we're there with a YouTube girl. I forget her name, Jen something. Oh, oh, yeah. oh you forget her name? Whatever. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> I seem to remember talking to her for half an hour. Anyways, anyway, go ahead. Tell your story about Barb. So we're standing there and tell your story these, about Ned. All these kids are getting these Nerf toys, and and Steve turns to. Our YouTube correspondent and says, can, can I get one of those? And she proceeds to be like, yeah, we have some here I can give you. So Steve walked home with some Nerf toys and I had to pick some up as well. 
So Jesse got one as well. So I got one as well. Mm. So my my mm. question is, <laughs> and then I, I I leave it not to those in the room because I remain neutral as I do on every subject. Oh, for sure. You know, I'm not an opinionated guy. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> so knowing that, does that make what does that make Steve? I mean, because because there you got to think that at the end of the line there might not have been enough Nerf toys for for kids. For all the kids, right? Well, as it turns out, oh. Steve is an amazing person. Because if he had not asked for those little child toys, which are for children, I would not have gotten to throw a ball at Adam's face yesterday. Yeah. He hit me right in the back of the neck. hit him right in the face. Oh. Well. In in the back of the head. Back of the neck. So, thank you, Steve, for all of that joy you brought. (laughs) Steve is an amazing person. Fucking the the goddamn (laughs) mental wizardry of Jesse Blake. I was about to just rip into him, but now I can't because he ended on a nice note. Yeah, he's good. And it was He's a good. note in which you felt physical pain. Yeah. So I can't, I can't, for uh, me, all I have to do is laugh. <laughs> so now I'm just sitting here all frustrated. <laughs> I got mental blue balls from Jesse. <laughs> I give it mental blue balls. Now. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I love you. You're welcome, I think. Fuck. My brain hurts. That was, that was fun. I've been waiting on that one for both of you just because it was fun. Yeah. I hope Jen hears this. <laughs> and right now, Jesse's going, who? You yeah. who hears uh, You this? mean Ned, right? Yeah, you mean... <laughs> Sorry, Jake oh. oh, speaking of which. Hold on. All right. Um. Is it our turn to get it? Uh, no. Okay. No. No, because uh, I'm, uh, you know, uh, nice. Mm-hmm. So, got a, got a tweet. Well, I, I got lots of tweets from people. And I just kept forgetting to bring it up on the podcast. Were you a fan of our WHL name segment? I think a lot of you were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of you uh, were tweeting me, except for Polish people. Polish people hated it. And Irish people. They didn't think it was fun. Okay, well, if Can't you don't think that Polish was fun, if you don't think that was a little fun, what do you find fun? What do you find fun? If you say something's not fun, I think you should have to say something you find fun. Uh, I got a DM this morning that uh, reminded me to bring this up on the podcast from Montreal, Quebec, Arik Parnas. Hope I said your name right. That might just be a weird way of saying Eric. A-R-I-K. Arik? I think it's Arik. I, I don't know. Anyway. Hey, man. Love the WHL name episodes, but boy, did you guys bury the lead this year yeah, by I... not looking at the full names. What happened? Well, we had a lot. Oh, do you not know about this, Jesse? No. To so this, I know. Ooh. So there were lots of names. What were some of the names? Uh, Javelin was not one of them. Javelin sure. was not one. That no. was a fake one. But I believe we had it. We had a jersey. Mm-hmm. We had. I don't think there was I a kale remember. this year. Yeah. There was a kale in the previous year. One of the names that frustrated me was Jakin. Yes. J a k i n. Jakin. Oh, uh, I saw this. Well, for those of you who haven't seen it, remember I was going, man, we should really look up the full names of some of these guys. Yeah. We got the crown jewel, ladies and gentlemen. Stop the it? contest. We can't even do it next year. It's done. What were this guy's parents thinking? <clears throat> From Leduc, Alberta, Canada. Born New Year's Day. Hmm. 2001. Because we're old as shit. Yep. Wow. Jakin 
Smallwood. <laughs> His name is Jake Smallwood. <laughs> His name is one letter away from Jack and Smallwood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm surprised you came out and said it. I thought you were just going to infer, but nope. Jack and Smallwood, Adam. <laughs> Welcome to my life. I don't even. We don't even know for sure it's Jakin, by the way. No, we, it, it could, could be, be Jakin. But I, I so. Think- oh, I met your son Jakin. He's very nice. Actually, it's Jakin. Like, do you do you think they cut you off? Actually, it's Jakin. Is it Yakim? Maybe. Yakim. Y- His Small- name is Jack and Smallwood, man. <laughs> <sighs> Smallwood's a rough go to begin with. We should try and contact his parents. Let's <laughs> see what they're up to. Hey, so what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Just start the conversation with that. What, what the fuck are you thinking? Watch him become like the next Ovechkin. And we're like, <laughs> and, and we have him on the show and he's like, I heard what you said about my name. I heard what you said. And he's like, I, I forgive you. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't forgiven my parents either. Let's do the press conference, boys. The presser. Any casual Matts writes, any idea why the Marlies are playing their first two games on the road? Why they're doing the 2-3-1-1 series? Before I get to that, Jake and Smallwood, round five, 92nd overall, Moose Jaw Warriors. So Moose Jaw, get excited because Jake and Smallwood is coming to town. Uh, Why are the Marlies playing their first two games on the road? I heard it's uh, scheduling conflicts. Ah. Um, if you go and look at the other series in the Final Four in the AHL, it's not the same format. Um, and I think Jeff told me, Jeffler, Jeff Fayette, I didn't end up this way, but if the Ontario Reign were playing whoever the other team was, the team that Lake Erie ended up beating, the format would have been 1-1-1-1-1-1-1. Oh, wow. Whoa. It's Whoa. these Marley Stadiums. It's dumb. I, so for the, what is it for the Marleys? Is it 2-3-2? Two, Two three one one. Oh, two three one one. That's okay, cool. right because they have home ice advantage. Yeah, so you got out four. So games. they have home ice advantage. First two games. How do they, the how do they stack up in this round? By the way, against this team, do they stack up? I guess better than Alabama. I haven't looked into it just yet. I haven't done too much research on Hershey, but I mean they're in the final four, right? Yeah, they got to be good. Uh, Lord Murphy writes on Reddit thoughts on an AHL Calder Cup winner versus Memorial Cup winner. I think it'd be a fun exhibition game, but those guys play a lot of hockey. Yeah. I mean, well, it's a you got, lot. You got the AHL playoffs, and you got the you got the OHL Cup and the Wayne Gretzky thing, and then and then you got to go into the Memorial Cup. The Ameri- the Calder Cup champion kills the Memorial Cup champion ten times out of ten. Because some are filled with grown ass men. Yeah, there are yeah. 18, 19 year olds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I get it, but I think. Every Memorial Cup team has a few players who will come nowhere near the NHL. I think what the NHL. That's just how it works. I think what hockey needs is events. Great events, but to make the events that they already have greater. Hmm. I think we need to step away from doing the new and start improving on what we have because we have too many events, too many things. Do you want to make hockey great again? I, I want to make hockey great again. <laughs> See, those shirts. You know, uh, that would be very bold. Never mind. Be very bold. I don't think so. What I was about to say is there's all these make blank great again jokes, and they were funny for a while, and now I'm like, yo, this fucking guy might get (laughs) elected. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Vote for Trump. Official stance of the Steven Angle podcast. Uh, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. Fuck that. All right, Jesse. Last question. (laughs) Which NHL team is in the most trouble for the future? Adam and Steve. 
You're probably expecting me to say Vancouver Canucks, and the answer is no. Um, they got youth. Yeah, I think they're in trouble for the next couple of years, but I don't it, think they're. It's got to be a team that's in decline, cap trouble, and doesn't get it. Hmm. Do, well, yeah. doesn't get it. Cap uh, cap trouble decline, and they don't really have all that much youth. Like the Kings are still a pretty good team. They ran into Sharks in round one. Mm-hmm. They got some really good parts. They are in a little bit of trouble. I think the Rangers are. I think the Rangers are in some trouble. Yeah, Rangers are in a bit of a pickle. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that they're. I, I don't think it's. Uh, I mean, not raising the white flag, fire everyone. But if they don't make some smart moves this offseason, they could be in big trouble. I mean, you Minutes, got you got sorry. a lot of contracts on that team, and especially Dan Girardi's. And and no offense to Dan Girardi, but and a, and a team with Henrik Henrik Lundqvist who is aging, Old. and Old. and okay, so now you've lost Stahl, and Nash is older, and St. Louis retired, and there's a lot. There's a lot. That's rough. That's a rough situation. I was going to say Minnesota. They got a couple young parts, but you're right. Gosh, Minnesota's not too. a lot of picks. I'm not really sure what's in their system. Cap trouble. Lots, lots of money committed. Parise and Suter for the rest of our our lives. Our lives. Yes. Like we'll be. Ooh. Our kids will be in high school by the time those guys' contracts run out. It's that that long. So those are my two teams right now. Those are my two teams right now. Like Montreal, I think is like a. I still say they're one decision away from mm-hmm. being a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> they just won't make it. No, they just won't do it. Who wins the Raps game tonight? Uh, the Raptors. I, you know what? Blind faith. I'm a Toronto fan. I don't Good. think it's going to be Good. Good. all like game one. And if they win one game all series, I hope it's in Toronto. Amazing, so. gentlemen. We're going to wrap it for this week. Uh, next week. We'll do more of the same. <laughs> I have no Jesus for you. But thank you so much for listening to the Steve Dangle Podcast. Any last words? Yes. Uh, there won't be an MFR video for game one or two of the Marley's Bears series because uh, I'm a groomsman in my buddy's wedding and I have to poison the groom. There you go. At uh, the stag. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We will see you next week. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.